On today's Locked On Royals Padres crossover, we're talking about spring training. How do you watch spring training? How do you enjoy spring training? How do you balance caring about spring training? All that coming up on today's Locked On Royals podcast. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover podcast with myself, Ron Styles, with Javier Reyes at Javapeno on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals at Lockdown Padres as well. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals or Padres your first listen. For your second listen, check out the alternative show. As well, subscribe to both podcasts on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Javi, we meet again this week. We're talking about spring training. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm I'm really debating going back and forth right now in my head about whether or not I want to just like throw you under the bus. You know what I mean? But I've decided against it because I have a better idea. You know, what I, what I think I want to do is because for those who don't know, the illustrious Ryan Sells uh, also covers the Oklahoma City Thunder, which you should check out, Locked on Thunder. I just think maybe one of these days when we're recording, I'll just lie and say that one of your players got traded. I, I thought about doing that. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you back some way, but it won't be this way. You know, I, I want to be fun. I want to be clever about it. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got to be sneaky. In, in the in this day and age there's a lot of there's a lot of hoodlums out there and you got to be prepared for them and i'm prepared believe me i'll get you i'll get you anyway, well there are great. a lot of <laughs> hoodlums hoodwinking and running amok out there hobby so uh i'm on i'm on guard uh, i have all the correct notifications on to ensure that you can't fool me um but nonetheless hobby believe it or not it feels like the season just ended. It feels like the off season just came to a close. The trucks are moving out. Both teams heading to Arizona here in a couple of weeks. I mean, once the Super Bowl hits, it's it's full go baseball season, and the Super Bowl, of course, yeah. is on Sunday. We're ramping up to five shows a week next week. Well, I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I want to talk about how to survive spring training because it is a delicate balance. Everyone is super excited. The first day that pitchers and catchers report, they report there. The mitts are popping. Someone's throwing a great bullpen. Somebody has a great, you know, minor league backfield game, and we're all excited. And there's also the balance of like somebody struggling, and it might not matter. It might matter. Like it's hard to know what to take away from spring training because it could mean something. In all reality, it could mean nothing. And most of the time, it means nothing. So, the basis of that being we don't know what guys are working on. So like a pitcher could get shelled, but he's only throwing fastballs down the middle to get his control back, and we just don't know that. Um, Javi, for you, what's the biggest key in surviving spring training? Because we're all going to watch it, uh, what literally put on TV. We're all going to listen to it, watch the box score, follow along with it. How do you survive spring training with the delicate balance of not overreacting while also not just completely dismissing it? One thing I've enjoyed doing over the past few years 
if you're just bored and you're just an awful human being like me, I always enjoy overreacting and posting like a tweet about a rival team where like, say like Freddie Freeman starts off pretty slow, you know, in spring training, I'll just be like, Hey, look, man, he's getting up there. You know, you can't, you can't father time catches up to all of us. And if I'm the, if I'm the Dodgers, I'd be really worried about their, just dumb stuff like that always keeps me entertained, but make sure you're clear about, about it being dumb. You know what I mean? Don't be one of those people who really is trying to look into the, these, these armchair experts, right? Where they sit there and they're like, Oh, I, I, I know. I mean, the, uh, SGA, he should have taken the pick and roll and then he should have run, run to the basket and flipped it out to the three corner and then made it. No, 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 don't do that. Don't be that person who's like, look, the grip on the ball. He doesn't have the control. He doesn't have the, the extension or whatever. It's like, guys, you know, there's a lot of experts out there. I mean, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And in the case of the Padres, there's a lot of good ones. Shout out Ruben Niebla, pitching coach, the one who turned all the Cleveland Guardians, formerly uh, the Cleveland um, team that had, uh, what was it? Carlos Carrasco, you know, Danny Salazar, Corey Kluber, all those guys. Well, he's with the Padres now. And that's really exciting. And I think that also a big thing to be careful of is it's just there's always like a couple players every year that are the spring training superstars. Right. Um, I think that uh, I remember I think one of the most famous examples that I can remember was a fellow by the name of Greg Bird for the Yankees who, and one of my favorite things to do is also maybe not your, your league that you care about the most, but in a fantasy baseball league, take advantage of those idiots that are going to overreact because someone's hitting 120. And then even if it's only falls a couple spots one year, I think it was, no, it was, it was a couple of years ago. Manny Machado had like a really bad spring training. It was his second season with the Padres. I got him like six picks later than he probably should have gotten. Because people freaked out. This happens in football, right? Football last uh, two years ago when Jamar Chase had a bunch of drops or whatever in the preseason. I was literally in a locked on league where he fell two rounds. I didn't want him because, and I was also wrong. I didn't want him because I thought, you know, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd were great. And I didn't know how a rookie was going to be. But I was like, yeah, right. I'll take him three rounds after he was projected. Are you kidding me? And I took him and my receivers were stacked. So basically that's, that's the fun way of doing spring training. I don't know about you, but it's just, and I think people are getting better for the record. I think people are learning that there's all sorts of things that happen in spring that people are testing mechanics. Garrett Cole, a few years ago, first season with the Yankees, that big contract, he gets torched for like seven runs in an inning. And all the Boston heads, they're going logging on Twitter being like, oh, could it be me spending $350 million on a pitcher? And, well, you have to look at that and say, well, there, he's testing out something. He was throwing like a, a, a fork ball or whatever the heck it was, a slider, whatever pitches that Garrett Cole doesn't throw. And that's what he was doing. He's testing it out. So you have to keep that in the back of your mind when you're looking at performances. And oftentimes performances aren't important for anybody who's supposed to make it. Your Manny Machado, your Bobby Witt Juniors, your Salvador Perez's, your um, Xander Bogarts. Those guys don't matter. It's all about the tertiary players and seeing who makes the roster. And I'll talk about some examples in a little bit of when it really did matter spring training. And the Padres have one player that is especially a great example of someone that mattered. They do. And you know, you're right. That I think that with spring training, the best way to do it is just to embrace the dumbness of it. Like, like Peter O'Brien hitting 5,000 straight home runs for the Royals in spring training. And then 
the Marlins took a shot on him and he still sucked. Like he just wasn't good in the big leagues, but somehow he has incredible spring trainings every year. Like just embrace that fun little story and like watch the seven or eight games they put on television a year from spring training and, and move on about your life. And I think that's fun. And I think that you also have the benefit of being a Homer, you know, spring, spring, what, what is it? What is this saying? Spring breeds eternal spring, hope springs eternal, something like that. Be a Homer. I mean, be a homer, like take the good stuff that happens. If, if Bobby Witt Jr. is hitting 500 for the entire spring, act like he's going to go win the MVP. If he hits 100 for the entire spring, act like spring training means absolutely nothing. Like just, just, just be a homer. Like you, you really don't want to be a homer from you know April to October, but for spring training, you're allowed to just be overexcited about the fact that baseball's back in our lives. I agree hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. And again, there's always those players every year. Look out for um, Kevin Newman of the Pittsburgh Pirates, spring training superstar. This is the Kevin Costner in uh, Bull Durham of spring training. Go look up Kevin Newman's stats at spring training. It is so much fun. But no, you're right. I, 100%. You just can't overreact to these things uh, unless you're doing it in a fun way. And in my experience, that's much more um, enjoyable, much less stress-inducing. It's a long season, guys. We we already have to worry about not overreacting to the regular season results. Why react to the spring training results? Exactly, Javi. Exactly. We'll talk about how to survive spring training some more and what are the fun things about spring training are. But I got to tell you about some very fun thing, including Bilt Bar, which is a very fun thing. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. You go to BuiltBar.com, use the code LOCK15, or you go to your Sam's Club or Walmart, run to the pharmacy section, and grab you a box of Built Bars. They're fantastic. Javi, you can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. They're great. They have so many amazing flavors and only 130 calories. They're awesome to use. I love Built Bars. You love Built Bars. We've both talked about them before. They have so many great uh, flavors, including limited-time-only flavors like raspberry cheesecake, like caramel apple like staples such as uh, brownie batter puff they have my personal favorite cookies and cream which is 130 mm. calories 17 grams of protein and four grams of sugar check it out today javi what's your favorite built bar oh uh, man well my favorite of all time i don't know if they have had in a while it's apple almond crisp that is my personal favorite of all time they've also had the coconut brownie chunk i believe was a favorite of the locked on folk in terms of what they always have always reliable it's my number one cherry barcia it's always there it's always there when i need it my mom's favorite flavor as well it's just it's just delightful it's delightful stuff you're gonna be happy and man i still honestly like i'm not kidding what are the great highlights of when first started this network during the pandemic i really appreciated just trying those built bars and when they would send us samples and stuff like that it was so exciting i get so jazzed every time it was great so yeah there are Super good. We're not making this up, man. We're not. Made us feel like influencers never ready to get those boxes of built bars for free. They're fantastic. Uh, still working on some free built bars in my fridge right now. It's a life hack. For, you know, put put your built bars in the fridge. So we'll talk about spring training coming up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We're back on the locked on Royals Padres crossover. Uh, I, was trying to, I was trying to let it sit there for the digital ad placement, but you kind of ruined that. Uh, for your second listen, check out the Locked On Prospects podcast. Javi, 
I recently had Lindsey Crosby on my show last week. You should go back and listen to that because he told you, the listener, that Vinny Pascantino is going to, folks, he's going to win the AL batting title. Uh, not my words. It's a, it's a great opinion from uh, Lindsey Crosby, a baseball encyclopedia for prospects. Check him out on Locked On. It will be prospects on Saturday. He did his own Royals deep dive in their farm system that you do not want to miss. He also has one up already for the Padres. And Javi, I think that you've had him on your show pretty recently as well. I have. Lindsay's always a great, uh, great time. Um, and it's funny that while the Padres do not certainly do not have the same farm system that they had once upon a time, uh, it was really fun talking to him. You guys can go check that out. We talked about Jackson Merrill, Dylan Lesko, all sorts of guys. Um, and I think that it's fun because while their farm is at the bottom of the league currently, or at least towards the bottom, for good reason and fairness because of all the trades they made, it actually makes following the farm almost like this. It's still interesting because you're like, well, you want to look at it as which players are going to be a big deal that maybe then use later to get some now win ready now teams, right? So for contenders and rebuilding teams alike, it's not that every prospect we're talking about who's going to be amazing. It's more that just you have this extra ammo to move around. And spring training is also where you uh, see some of these prospects. Prospects. That was a weird way to say it. Prospects kind of maybe make their debut and they ball out a little bit. I remember CJ Abrams last year hit like two home runs in a game. Really exciting stuff. Now he's with the Nationals, but you get my point. Yeah. I mean, CJ Abrams was awesome uh, in spring training last year. Uh, and I think that was spring training. It's really just about the experience. Now, now I can't talk about this from the Padres' perspective, but from the Royals' perspective, it's about just being happy that the weather's turning. It's about being happy that baseball's back. It's about the ambiance of, since only seven or eight games are televised, sitting around on your, on your uh, MLB app and listening to Denny Matthews, an icon, a Hall of Famer on the radio, uh, even even you know Fiziak and and um, Lefevre who hop in there as well, uh, listening to the broadcast. Art Stewart does some as well, especially like the MLB exclusive ones, like the MLB.com exclusive ones, where they just stay at the ballpark and don't give ads. Like they just let you listen to the ballpark in between innings. Like it's just sitting back and embracing that and having something back in your life that I love, like like having baseball back, which we all love. And something as simple as sitting down and if you work from home, especially you're getting work done from nine to five and by 10 AM, you're going to have baseball on. And by the time that you get off work, there's still baseball on that you can be watching and monitoring on another screen while you're uh, getting your work done and just having that kind of spring feeling uh, around your work. So I think that just embracing the fun stuff without any of the pressure, uh, the, like you said, there's 162 games to try to draw conclusions from there's 162 games to try to, overreact to underreact to act like it's the turning point in somebody's career for spring training. Let's just take the good, leave the bad and be happy. Like be happy for an entire month of just, of just baseball being back and, and your team that you like to follow being back on the field. I agree. I think that it's almost like just view it as a, you get to watch baseball games. You know what I mean? Just view it from that perspective. You just want to get your appetite wet. You want to be salivating over whatever the prospects are. Like, don't don't look at it as, ah, oh, man, Xander Bogarts. Like, just the vibes, man. It's about procuring the vibes, dang it. Baseball needs that, and it's very important. And I think that with the uh, with spring training, 
people do fall into that trap very often where they look at swings. Again, they do the armchair expert thing where someone's going to be out there being like, oh, I don't know, man. Bogart's swing looked off to me. He, he didn't have the same carry. He didn't have the same shift in his hips. I'm like, what are we doing, guys? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just stop. You rarely can take anything from this. But every now and then, you can take a little bit. I will say you can take a tiny bit. You have to be sure to read into those stories that say a player is in the best shape of their life. I mean, I think this is a known thing, Ryan. I don't know about you. But, like, when a player says they're in the best shape of their life, you obviously – like you, you got to be all in. I mean, that, that's that's the the winning argument. You know, we we get this in football all the time. We get this in baseball too. And I'm not sure if it happens in the NBA. Does it happen in the NBA? I I imagine it does. Uh, it does. Quite it a does. decent amount, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Shout out to um, who, uh, every every Ben Simmons report that we got pre Brooklyn. That was a great one. Turns out he just doesn't like shooting the ball um so it's, it's it's really fun but in all seriousness rylan i think that the one thing to look out for is just who's gonna make the 40-man roster and this isn't about the obvious names like i, I already mentioned with Savi perez and you know um, um mj melendez for your guys tatis for us right like he's still gonna be there i believe tatis is still permitted to uh play in spring training it's just not the regular season so that already is one thing for padres fans to look forward to just see him take at bats again because it's been so damn long like, I think that people uh, forget a little bit how long it's uh, felt that, that, I mean, he missed the whole year. And not to mention that um, in 2021, we didn't get him in the playoffs because the Padres collapsed. There's been so much stuff, though. So, and the playoffs this year with the Padres, there was no Tatis. So it's a lot of time without him. So that should be a lot of fun. And it, it determines who makes the 40-man roster. There's a lot of guys we know about, but there's those in-betweeners. Like, what's going to happen with, say, Jose Azokar? You know, I think that that's a player for the Pirates that will probably make the team. Um, but you got to look at other guys. Unfortunately, one guy for the Pirates, Egy Rosario, or Eggy Rosario, um, he just got injured. And it was it's a really big shame because the Pirates have a lot of players uh, going to the World Baseball Classic, something I know you can't necessarily relate to. Um, but they have a lot of Whoa. players going there. Whoa, Bobby Witt Jr. is a pinch runner, buddy. <laughs> An unnecessary shot, I know. But you know what? I told you I was going to get back at you. I told you. I, I told you. <laughs> he wasn't prepared, folks. I got him. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> anyway, um, so that, that's really a, a big injury for the Padres because he's like an interesting prospect that, like, who knows what could shape out if he got some extended looks during spring training. And he got hurt, so that's really unfortunate. But there's still guys out there. And if you're wondering, well, Javi, give me a break. What was the last spring training guy that mattered for the Padres? Oh, I'll give it to you. It's the zone. You can hit it anywhere, Rylan. But you know where you can't hit it? To the Crone Zone, ladies and gentlemen. Jake Cronenworth, back in 2020, just had an awesome spring. He really showed off. Again, now I'm doing the thing, the armchair expert thing. The swing was exciting, everybody. It was like a really crisp. Didn't have It wasn't a swing that blew you away, but it was just solid fundamentally. And he had the stuff of, oh, he can also pitch. He pitched in college. He could play short and all these things. Had a really great spring. And as a result, Jorge Mateo, who's now with the Baltimore Orioles, he was expected to make the roster because the Padres back then, especially, they still have the problem now, but they had a really bad outfield depth problem. So Jorge Mateo was basically going to be that last guy. But then Jorge Mateo ends up getting um, ends up getting COVID. So he missed the roster, and as a result, because of his great spring training, Jake Cronenworth made the roster, and the rest is history. So that is a rare example, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, 
that that can still matter. Maybe that back end bullpen piece, right? That could matter. Some people for the Padres to keep an eye on, you want to see how Adrian Monahone looks. You know, is he throwing a little bit harder? Does he look healthy? That's a guy that might be someone they might need to be a back end of the rotation starter as this, you know, season goes on because Seth Lugo and Nick Martinez known primarily for being, you know, bullpen guys, right? They're ace relievers. Martinez can start um, for sure, but Lugo, it's like, this is going to be the first time he's ever attempted to start. So that's going to be big for the Padres for sure, just to see how those guys look um, in their new roles and whatnot. Um, and just make sure that there's no velocity dip, I guess. That's sometimes you want something you want to look out for. But even that, again, it's spring training. So back end of the rotation, guys, the bench players, let's see what, how that breaks down. And then also, hopefully, just hoping that nobody gets hurt. Yeah, so I'm going to take a lot of umbrage with you because Bobby Witt Jr. is on the World Baseball Classic roster for USA. So is Brady Singer. So is Vinny Pascantino. So is Nicky Lopez. Uh, so, yeah, wow. I, mean, I, I think that you should. Uh, is he really? A I think US? you should relax. Yeah. I mean, oh, Nicky Lopez and Nikki Vinny Lopez? Pascantino, they're, they're on Team Italy. Oh, I thought you said USA. Okay. I was like, really? I was like, dang. No, Singer and Witt Jr. Uh, on Team USA, but. Uh, okay. Okay. Team Italy. I forgot about Team Italy. Shouts to Team Italy. I'm really happy for them. That sounds like a lot of fun for them. That's uh, so no, patronizing. I was being a jerk. I was being a jerk. Um, obviously, it's, it's what I do. I have to do it. I have to, Rylan. It's yeah, and I have harder. to tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel right now because FanDuel is incredible, and they are our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel is the new app for you to use. It's new. It's FanDuel. It's our new sports bet partner. And if you are new to the platform, that's even better because they have some incredible features for you that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app right now to bet on Super Bowl 57. With a no-sweat first bet, you get $3,000 back on your bonus bet if you don't win your first bet. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, points, spread, who will score a touchdown first, how long the national anthem will go, all that fun prop bet stuff. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, offers fast withdrawals, and you get your money and your winning instantaneously. Check it out today by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on for your no sweat first bet. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. No sweat first bet. Javi. Yeah. World Baseball, World Baseball Classic odds are out. We'll talk Ooh. about this next week, but mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic are the favorites over Team USA. They're plus 200. Team USA is plus 250. Uh, Japan is plus 350, and Puerto Rico is plus 1,300. Who do you you like out of that group? Uh, Puerto Rico, because they're going to win. So I like like winning, so you take Puerto Rico. I respect that. I respect that. Javi, check out fandom.com slash lockdown. We're back on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover podcast. Javi, we've talked spring training. and I would just wrap it up by saying this. Unless something incredibly disastrous happens, like uh, your best player goes 0 for 150, and that sucks. Like, we can't really dance around that. Or your two best players are in a fight in, in the clubhouse, and now there's a ton of turmoil. Or, I don't know, someone gets hurt, season-ending injury. Like, besides all of that, like, besides anything like that's just dramatic and just uh, out-of-this-world, uh, you know, dumb and uh, not good, Take all the good, throw it away. Take all the take all. I mean, take all the bad, throw it away. Take all the good, embrace it, have fun, enjoy the vibes, and move forward. Uh, Javi, to end the show, I'm going to throw you a curveball, mm. and the NFL 
had a full mm. week mm. of skills contest mm. Mm. where they played dodgeball. Mm. They saw who could throw a football further. Mm. They played flag football. Mm-hmm. I believe they had an obstacle course. Mm. And we're going to see the basketball all-star festivities take place next week. Wow, really? Oh for that. We're, oh we're going to see the Rising yes. Stars Challenge. <laughs> really? We're going to see Wait, the Rising Stars really Challenge. Next week? Give me a second. Yeah, it's next weekend. I thought it happened, that thing happened in like March. Okay, whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Never, never. Javi, I already DM'd twice. you and told you I'm going to be there. I need, I need to bank some episodes. Okay, whatever. Uh, does not read my emails, Javi. Javi Reyes. Uh, but uh, either, either way, either way. My point here is the NBA does the three point contest, the dunk contest, the skills competition, the Rising Stars game, and then the All Star game. The NFL has all these festivities. Uh, baseball really just has the futures game, which take which takes place during other actual regular season MLB games, which is just stupid. Uh, and then they do the home run derby, and then they do the game. What can we add to MLB All-Star Weekend to make it more of an event, more maybe goofy, or just realistic things that you'd want to see added? One, the goofy one. The goofy one I'll start with. And then I have, like, just an aesthetic one. Number one, I mean, baseball players are good with their arms, right? Why don't they get a bit of dodgeball thing going? Now, this could just be me as a homer because I love dodgeball literally my favorite memories as a child involved dodgeball that says a lot about what kind of lonely child I might've been, but still, you know, I remember beating the baseball team in our high school tournament, uh, me and my like ragtag group of (laughs) dumb friends. And, uh, it was really funny because like a lot of people didn't like those kids either. So like everyone was just randomly rooting for us. They're cheering the storm in the court. I mean, baseball players throw the baseball. So I feel like that could be pretty fun. I, and Baseball is so in need for personality. I think you could have some fun with that. You know, at least it's it's a possibility. I remember I didn't even know that football had the dodgeball <laughs> event going. Um, you know, I think that they have some sort of celebrity game that they could potentially get out there. That's really tough. I know because with baseball, there's a more potential precautions and whatnot. You got to be careful. Nobody wants to get hit by a baseball. It's different than basketball, right? You can kind of just cruise when you're playing pickup basketball. Sometimes it's not that hard. Um, not the hearts of cruise, I mean. Um, and they and, and they do have a celebrity softball game, by the way. They do, they do. And I, maybe you put that a little bit higher on the priority list, make it a little bit juicier because I feel like I don't remember the last time there's a celebrity that I knew. And this is coming from someone who follows pop culture a lot. Um, I just feel like I don't see that very often. I know that some people have said, let's do a button challenge. Maybe you do a challenge similar to like, it, it's like the curling thing where you try to get them as close to the center as possible maybe you give them like really giant baseballs that way it's like a, a game of trying to see or at least bigger maybe you do it with softballs that way it's like a little bit more of a thing to try and knock them out i don't know but you get what i'm going for get a little bit more creative with it and my second thing is which is my more important very serious thing i miss when every player had the jersey of their team um i i think that that should be the the all-star game thing i know that it's really cool to look forward to and see like what the new designs are every year. I know that it was it last year. I'm going to look it up really quickly. Last year's all-star jerseys and hats, or it was the hats um, that were kind of a mess. They were really, they were like upside down. I don't, I'm going to look this up while you talk probably, but that was a thing. I just like the idea of re- like representing your like, you know, team 
a little bit to give you you just see that oakland a's green in there somewhere make sure it's the jerseys with the color by the way i don't want the all the the same white jersey that everybody uses that then just has a different logo i don't know home jersey whatever is your home jersey i think that would be really rad show off some of the uniforms heck even use the city connects i don't care you could do those um Heck, you could come up with a new individual jersey for every team for All-Star Game. That would be really fun because it'd be like a limited edition thing, uh, but it still pops. It still shows you the green. Get really experimental. For the A's, show a, a I, I don't know, show, what's what's Oakland? Uh, that's a bad example, but with the Angels, have some crazy flying angel bird, like Angel from the X-Men. You know, have some person flying. Just get really experimental with it, but still have each jersey be uh representative of their own team instead of an overall American league national league thing, I think would be very fun. I agree. The jerseys need to change in the sense of uh, don't do what basketball does where basketball, like models, the jerseys after the home city do, you know, the host city, do what you said, wear your actual game jerseys. That should be the case for every sport, in my opinion. And then for my uh, wacky ones, dodgeball, Easy one. I think that you do a lot of pushback though, because these players just seem to hate doing anything that they're not contractually obligated to do. And they'd kind of argue that it hurts their arm and it could cause them injury, blah, blah, blah. Uh, bad excuse, but I think that that's the excuse that they'd give. Hmm. Mine would be a bunt competition, which is hard to sell because we don't really bunt anymore, but like basically like bunt golf where you have to like bunt the ball into uh, a certain target. And then, you know, pitch ninja is so vital to baseball fans and like people follow him so closely and they love the overlays. They love kind of watching the ball break in slow motion and pitchers now are so accurate, like more accurate than they've ever been, arguably make it to where we have like the automated strike zone. Like we have that on the screen that we do whenever we're watching games at home and do like an accuracy test. So like challenge somebody to throw the ball, uh, bottom left corner and see how close they can get to it. And then whoever gets closest gets that point or whatever, uh, kind of like an accuracy mini game. And it will be the show only doing it in real life. I think that that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a, I mean, I mean, when you're saying it out loud before we've seen it, none of this sounds incredibly cool, but if I just said out loud, Hey, the skills competition is much of pro basketball players drilling a ball down the floor, throwing the ball through a tire than doing a layup. That doesn't sound cool, <laughs> but like we still watch it every year. Like they're going to dribble around, inanimate cones they're going to throw a ball in a tire then they're going to make it a layup and they're going to make a half court shot that doesn't sound like all that exciting but yet we watch it every single year so like none of these things on paper are going to sound incredibly exciting but i think that they could be very fun it's just kind of a another bang for your buck because it's 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 an area it's a territory where baseball truly runs everything like the night of the home run derby nothing else is on not a single thing is on that's why people watch it and then you also get a very good product in the home run derby especially now with the new format you only have like three days that are like that where there's nothing else on. There's not an award show. There's not another sport. There's not a premiere movie. There's not a premiere TV show because no, you know, shows don't really run that much in the summertime or whatever. Like there's nothing capitalize on that for a sport that needs to grow its demographic. And so you see, wow, that like the pitchers nowadays can just do whatever they want to with the baseball. How in the world does anybody hit this? I want to see it. I want to see it in a real game. Now you watch a real game and you might get hooked. You might, you might become a fan. You, you, you might kind of want to learn more about it. So like, these little tiny insignificant like games to us that already follow baseball could do it wonders in the long run. Yeah. But fundamentally baseball just has to come up with new funny gimmicks. I've said this for a while, but like the way Nickelodeon does their little broadcast with the slime and stuff, it's like, I'm not saying this changes the world, but 
there are going to be a bunch of kids out there who are watching SpongeBob or no Patrick like narrate the Russell Wilson or such. Oh, is it interesting? Like, how cool? I don't even care if it's a slightly lesser known franchise. You know what I mean? Like, just get something that could be really cool. Baseball should be trying stuff like that. And dare I venture to say, what about kickball? It that would be a baseball incredible. format, right? It's you run the bases. Maybe all right, make the field a little bit smaller. We don't want people ma- like like they do for the celebrity all star game. Yeah, exactly. You do kickball. It's very similar, right? And make sure you know because you don't want the players that are going to complain about the arm. Well, especially with a giant ball and whatnot. Well, you can make that the celebrity. I don't know. I just feel like kickball. It's it's a close version of baseball. So maybe you give that a whirl. I don't know. It's just an idea. Just an idea. That's a great idea, Javi. That's a great idea. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I, I really think it's incredible. Uh, again, it just it's just trying something, right? I mean, that, that's all it is, is trying something. It's all about the trying, man. Very important. Very important. I had another idea that hit me that now it's lost, so I don't remember what it was, but yeah. it was a great idea. You look like you had that like look that you were like, uh, yeah, I, could, I know that one. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what it was. it was. I thought it was a bang-up idea, but apparently it wasn't because I can't remember it. Dang, dang, dang. But oh, yeah. oh, oh, the Nickelodeon thing. Okay, here it is. So okay. baseball, like, okay, in football, you pour the Gator over somebody like when they win the Super Bowl. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can't do that every single game. The Royals literally salvy splash somebody every time they win a game. So when you, so if you put a game a week on Nickelodeon and the winner has to get slimed and now you're playing to get slimed and it's real slime, not the animated stuff on like the, the Nickelodeon NFL oh. broadcast, we're legitimately oh. going to slime you with a Gatorade jug full of slime. That would be awesome. If not just for the clips on social media, which is where ma- the majority of these sports grow. Like basketball has only grown, not because people sit in front of their television and watch NBA and TNT uh, every Thursday night, but because everything that they do is clipped onto the Twitter accounts of all these popular brands to where you're seeing them on your phone. You're not watching the full game. So you get a few clips of like funny people getting slimed, like Tatis getting slimed would be epic. Like you get a few clips of that, and all of a sudden now people are interested in it. So like that's just even the Nickelodeon aspect, too. you can do so much more. And in, and in bat in baseball, there's so much more time to fill with those characters, with Patrick, with SpongeBob, whatever, to where they can teach you the game, but they can also then give you the sideshow entertainment to keep your kid invested in the sport while you're trying to teach your kid the game. Exactly. I think it'd be really fun. Uh, the Patrick interception, like get a voice. And the players would love anyone. to get slimed and to slime. Imagine, okay, we're the Nickelodeon game of the week and we just so happened to walk off on today's game. And now the entire dog pile at home play could slime over their, over their, uh, you know, bodies. That would be, that'd be crazy. It's, it's just a small, that's just a microcosm of what Riley and I try to get at, which is just try goofy things, aim for a younger demographic, you know, and, I actually, you know, the last thing I'll end on is I think that that the now they messed it up in year two because they decided to pick the worst teams imaginable. But the the um the Field of Dreams game, the rare, like fun idea, did it do much in terms of because a lot of people were complaining, I don't like that movie. Well, I don't care. There's 160 games in a season. It's kind of cool if you just aesthetically have a little bit of a different look. 
Like little things like that really do matter because it changes it up and it makes you feel like you have to watch that game. Now, what you shouldn't do is have the Yankees and White Sox, two perennial contenders with exciting young players, and then follow it up with the Cubs who are rebuilding and the Cincinnati Reds, whose owner is about as cheap as anyone you can find. No, don't do that, right? But like find a different way. Do the Sandlot game where it just looks like it's a really somewhat it looks like it but maybe it's like a little bit of a damaged backyard outfield right maybe there's a dog hanging out i don't know have that the dog catches the ball if, if the dog gets the ball then everybody in the stands gets a free you know 20 hot dog i don't know right like just come up and experiment i think that would be really fun for everybody involved and just help this poor girl a little bit and it's already still growing you know so add a, add a little bit more pizzazz i'm a big fan of pizzazz you know not necessarily the mechanics i.e. Blake Griffin's dunk over the car. Was it mechanically the most insane dunk ever? No. Can a lot of NBA players do it? Probably. But you know what was fun? The the choir being brought out, him bringing out his cape. It's about theater. This is why people watch wrestling. You know what I mean? They're not in it to see who wins. They're in it for all the weird stuff on the side. Baseball needs more weird stuff on the side. I love it, Ali. I absolutely love it. Now, um, anything else before we close nope bad for me we planned on this one not being a long one it ended up going long anyway how about that we make music Javi. when we're together we make music now next week we're going to talk about the world baseball classic and preview it because Javi's our world baseball classic expert he should host locked on world baseball classic uh and we're going to be diving into the royals players are there the Padres players are there and then also just what we love about the event as a whole which i think is one of the better baseball events out there very excited for that um, and then it'll be starting up soon as with spring training and we'll continue marching forward toward the season. Javi, I always enjoy our weekly crossovers. And so until tomorrow, you can subscribe to both shows and be good and be good to one another.